Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Uh, Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Hub, producing the show. Um, hey, Mike, how are you, buddy? I am good. I am yeah. good. Uh, feeling good. I'm over my cold. The uh, largest, world's largest head cold. Yeah, yeah, you were bad. Like, as yeah. a matter of fact, you took the day off. I know you took the day off of our radio show yesterday, yep. and I was yep. really concerned. And then, you know, I see the videos of you playing in a co-ed softball last night. So yeah, apparently you healed up quickly. You well, know, if, I, if I'd already planned on coming into work the next day by my tally, then that means uh, my nighttime's mine. Right. Okay, right? you're right. So you just, uh, you just slept through the show to get yourself uh, refreshed. Right. Maybe got some echinacea. Oh my in goodness! You. Zinc, zinc, vitamin C, D. Oh yeah, root all of mushroom. The, all the one-letter vitamins. Yeah. A maybe. Maybe you put some A in there. Yeah, some A. Yeah. E. Yeah. I O U. Yep. Yeah. The vowels. You <laughs> throw the vowel vitamins in. That's right. Good for you. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, you so sounds so much oh, better. Although my goodness. I missed. I I do miss a little bit how Jim Romy. You sound why you were uh, yeah why you were sick. You had a lot of Jim Rome. I did. It was tremendous, uh, phenomenal, was phenomenal, tremendous. Uh, yeah, so, it was great. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Good. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into some stuff here. Okay. And where to start? Where to start? Where? Okay. Where? What side are you on with the Baker Mayfield Rex Ryan spat? So for those who don't know, Rex Ryan came out and said that he thinks Baker Mayfield is overrated. That he's a one read quarterback. Uh, he takes off and tries to run, and he's the slowest guy out there on the field. And uh, to which Baker responded by saying, "Hey, you know, I'm only concerned with uh, who's wearing the the brown and orange colors and Rex." Doesn't have any colors uh, these days. An obvious shot at the fact that he's no longer a coach. Uh-huh. So, who are you on? Team Baker or Team Rex? Understanding that Baker has a list. I don't think Rex has a list, but Baker has a list. I've already been on Baker's list. I've been on Baker's list a few times. And um, let me just say this. I don't care. Um, I'm with I'm with Rex Ryan. I, I mean, I think I think the whole thing stems from the fact that 
you spent an entire offseason talking about, right, how good your team is, how much the hype is real, uh, how many players you've involved on your football team. You've made every commercial. Every time I turn an NFL game on when I'm at home, like watching Sunday night or when I'm watching Monday night football, every other commercial is a Baker Mayfield commercial, right? So, I mean, I look at that like you, like you've brought this on yourself. You had all this hype. You went out and got Odell Beckham Jr. You have, you know, you've got more talent than any team in football on paper. Everybody talks about it. You're the Super Bowl darlings. Everybody's hyping you, and and you're telling us all the hype is real. And now you're playing the victim once all of a sudden you don't win, and then just watch us now. You know, like watch what we've got going on now. And I'm putting you on my list, Rex Ryan. And how about just shutting up and actually playing football, playing good football? When you do all those things in the offseason, Mike, right, wrong, or indifferent, like, hey, man, you still worked out. Let's say you didn't miss a workout. Let's say everything, you know, let's say all that, like, let's say you played, paid um, impeccable attention to what you needed to pay attention to. The bottom line is you open a door for people to criticize you when you do all those things in the offseason and then you come back and your offense doesn't perform. I mean – I'm sorry, you've increased from a talent perspective. Now, you know, the organization did probably dump its best offensive lineman in Zeitler, right? They sent him to the Giants. So, um, but yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. You know why? Because we're hype. Like, we're hypey, right? We're, I mean, we got Odell Beckham Jr. You don't need to block people. Odell can catch it with one hand. Just watch him in pregame. So, I told you this on this show, man. I'm rooting for the Browns to lose. Just because of what has gone on this offseason, because of the level of snarkiness, because of the way they, you know, have got, hey, get on the hype train or be left behind because we're going straight to the Super Bowl. Woo, woo. Good. I'm glad they're losing. And they're playing Baltimore this weekend. I hope they get their ass kicked. What about what Rex said actually about the way that Baker's playing right now, that that he is a one-read quarterback that he's not seeing the field that well not reading defenses is there is there validity to all that well again not that I have broken down every game like I would had I been calling his game so I think there is some validity to that sometimes I think it's you know and this is a problem I said that like we talked in the offseason and one of the issues I said is when things aren't going well and you have to force it to certain guys and you don't, you know, you you know that if you don't get those guys involved, there could be a problem. Like this is the problem with having one of these diva type receivers. Those guys need to be fed, and if they don't get fed, then all of a sudden all hell's going to break loose, right? So there's an issue. And do you focus on a single read because you're trying to get that guy the football as much as you can get him the football? I, I'll tell you the other thing that I was impressed with. I called a game last year when Baker was actually playing really good football, and he and he really did his rookie year. He played good football. One of the things that kind of set him apart was I thought that he did a phenomenal job of manipulating and climbing within the pocket and delivering shots downfield from within the pocket. You get rid of one of your best offensive linemen who happens to solidify the pocket, and all of a sudden you don't have the ability to step up. Baker Mayfield, he's not going to outrun anybody. Hell, Kyler Murray in Arizona, 
gets to the edge and gets run down by defensive linemen. Like, and Kyler Murray can flat run. So there's an issue. You have to have the ability in this league with the pass rushers that are on both edges to be able to climb pockets, to get in the middle of that where your protection is afforded to you, to get away from that outside rush and then deliver the ball. And if you're not comfortable doing that because you've gotten rid of one of your best offensive linemen, that's an issue. But again, that's the decision they made as a franchise, right? We're overhyped. We're going to get nothing but talent and, you know, watch us run. And I, I think it's a problem, Mike. So whereas with uh, Cleveland, you got kind of the the, the, the team-wide uh, dysfunction or, or hype or, or dealing with, you know, all kinds of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff that, that, that you don't want to be thinking about when it comes to, to trying to win football games. Then you got Jacksonville, who is dealing with Jalen Ramsey. And Ramsey played last week, part of a win. But called in sick for Monday, and now apparently he's off with the birth of his child, and there's no timetable as to when he's going to return. Is Jacksonville maybe a, a better team without Jalen Ramsey, just because everybody there understands, you know, we want to be here, we're in this together, right? And you remove the guy that that doesn't want to be there, as talented as he may be. Right. He is, he's a really talented player. You know, he showed up to camp in a Brinks truck saying, basically, I'm going to get paid, you know, like, because that's how you show up to camp now. You just don't go show up and, and you know, and do your job anymore. You've got to show up and be a complete and total douchebag because um, that's just, you know, that's I guess that's the world we live in. So uh, good for you. I, and, you know, ultimately, Mike, um, you know, I love Jesus. I'll cuss a little bit um, occasionally. I apologize for that. Um, I'll work on it. Uh, here's the deal. Um, I'm praying for Jalen Ramsey because it's the flu, this uh, incredible back injury he's had. Now it's uh, the the birth of a child. Uh, I hope the baby doesn't have the flu with a bad back. Uh, that's what, like, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but come on, give me a break. Like, really, dude, you just don't want to be. Why don't you just come out and say, I don't want to be here because you're not paying me enough money. But at some point, like, you're only going to be the highest paid guy for a time until the next guy usurps you, right? So, I mean, is Jalen Ramsey always going to be disgruntled? Is he always going to be unhappy as a situation? Like, is it always going to be a problem? Like, at what point are you satisfied? Only when you're the highest paid guy? So, certainly it doesn't feel as though Jalen Ramsey will ever play for the Jacksonville Jaguars again. There is part of me that really hopes... And maybe I'm just a bad person, but there's part of me that really hopes they just go, okay, we'll call your bluff. Listen, don't show up. We don't give a shit. We'll pay you, but you ain't playing anywhere else. Yeah, but if you're Jacksonville, you've got you've got value here. You've got a player with value, and are you yeah. only are you only seeing the asking price for him go down? The more that you you play that kind of hardline stance. Well, I mean, I don't think you're going to see the value because he's still one of the best players at his position in the league. So I don't think his value is going to drop, Mike. I don't. I don't think like not playing isn't going to hurt his value because he's still really good. Um, but I mean, you can recoup. Like you can just find him for not being around, um, and you can recoup recoup some of your money, and you can keep him. You you still have his rights. You can keep him for the next couple of years and not let him play. See, I'm I, I have to admit I'm kind of 
surprised that you're taking this stance with Ramsey? Because you've always been the ex-player in you always comes through in situations at least similar to this with the idea that, hey, these players, they have a short shelf life. They got to go out. They got to make what they can. And if they've outperformed a contract, they should get paid. I mean, look at look at poor Melvin Gordon, right? Man, Melvin Gordon really showed the Chargers, didn't he? Ends his 64-day holdout, limps back to the Chargers, and uh-huh. not only does he not get a raise, he's on the hook for like $1.2 million in right. fines that the Chargers will probably make him pay up. Yeah, and they have a history of doing that, so you're 100% right. I am for the player getting paid at all times, and I am all for holdouts if that organization won't pay that player his worth and he's outperformed his contract. But again... I am for the player doing what's right by his team. He came in and agreed to work for that amount of money. He came in and he played the first, what, three games of the season. Like, he did that. So basically, you've agreed to do that, and now now you're walking. Now you're upset with the team. Now you don't like Doug Marone. Like, had he just been sitting out this whole time from the start, I'd be all for it. Good for you. Stand your ground. Dig your heels in. But he came in and played. And now he's basically saying, I don't like this team anymore. And forget you guys that I've I've gone out there and, and played with. And forget you guys um, that are trying to turn this season around. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm gone. Like, I've always said this. It's not Doug Marone's team. You know, it, it, it's, it's not... Um, you know, Shad Khan's team. It's not, um, you know, who, who uh, Tom Coughlin's team. It's the players' team. Nobody is paying a ticket to see Sean Cod sit around his ass off. You know, they're not. Did I say his name right? Yeah. Nobody's. I don't know if he. You said sit around his ass off correctly. No, that's what they do. Nobody's paying to watch Doug Marone stand around his ass off. Ah, okay. Nobody's paying to watch Tom Coughlin sit around his ass off. I give you high marks for consistency. Right. Nobody. Like, there's nobody going, man, I'm going to the the Jags game. I sure hope they flash up (laughs) to Tom Coughlin's perch so I can watch him sit there. Like, they go to watch players play. I've always said this to the, the guys that I play with. This is our team. Not one coach is going to make a tackle. Not one coach is going to lay it on the line physically like the players are going to. Not one coach is going to throw a block or, or throw a pass or catch a pass. Not one coach is going to put themselves into harm's way. We do that. And the people pay to come watch us do that. That's what people pay for. So it is our team. And what you've done is said, hey, man, I'm committed to our team, even though I don't like my contract, and I'll come in and play three games until somebody, right, puts my feelings on the sidewind, and then I'm going to go home and complain of a bad back and complain of the flu because I don't want to play for you anymore. <laughs> well, you talk, I mean, what a... I'm sorry. Like, you can have that guy. I'm, I'm, that, that guy's another guy I'm done with. Done with him. Done. Him. I'm done. Done. Okay. Uh, before we get to our moneymaker picks, a couple ah. of games I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. For this weekend, some intriguing matchups. You 
in the last two weeks, you've called the Bears and Minnesota. So very curious to get your take on. Love these NFC North uh, matchups, Chicago and Minnesota. Yeah, that's, uh, well, two outstanding, two stellar, stellar defenses. So I think it comes down to this, like, which offense do you think will shit down its leg less? <laughs> like, right? Did not see that one coming. Yeah. That's good. So I will say that, that Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings have less likelihood to, to shit down their leg. Like, you know, like, it's sometimes when you try to squeeze one out, you know, and sometimes, like, sometimes, you like, let's say you've had a cold, right? And you try to squeeze one out. And you squeeze one out, and it's a little liquidy, and you stop it right off the bat, and then you run to the bathroom for a courtesy wipe. Right. That will be the Minnesota Vikings offense. Uh-huh. The Chicago Bears offense will try to squeeze one out, and it comes all the way, and it hits, it hits cloth, right? Like that. You, there's no courtesy wipe. That's when you have to throw your underpants away. <laughs> so their offense will have to throw the underpants away. Minnesota's is going to be able to catch it between the cheeks and just get a courtesy wipe. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, oh, yeah, it's perfect sense. Yeah. Very crystal Honestly, clear. if you're honest and you're listening to this podcast, you've all been there. Oh, yeah, of course. You've all been of there. Of course. Uh, Did I ever tell you the time I shit the couch? No. Yeah, uh, I shit the couch once. Whose wife, couch? Mine. Wife was not happy. Was through hey, right, through the, the underpants. What the hell? Tell the story. So you're on the couch. What? The- oh, I'm sick of the dog, and I got to travel to ESPN, and I just don't feel. I mean, I'm terrible, right? And I got it. Like I'm just on. And we had this. These. It was actually a chair, kind of. Uh, you know, one of these big koofy, almost coo, 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 cushy, not koofy, cushy, kind of almost catcher's mitt type chairs, right? And it's yellow. And um, I don't feel good at all. Like, I've just been sick for three days. And, you know, I tried to fart. And, uh, I mean, through the cheeks, through the underpants, through the jeans, and left a streak on the on the chair. Like, it was one of the low points of my life, Mike. Had to run upstairs, you know, throw my underpants away, put my jeans in the wash, rinse them out. I, just got, I think I just got in the shower with my underpants and jeans on. <laughs> Just turned on. I was like the total depression, right? <laughs> just this is what my life is coming right, to. Just like I'm such a loser. So anyhow, then I get myself cleaned up. I have to go leaves in the gutter. You know, wad a bunch of toilet paper up, put it in my ass crack. Le- that's I call that leaves in the yeah, gutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Get new underpants and new jeans. I go walk down, and my wife is just looking at me like with the the cushion. She's like, "You're gonna clean this." I'm like, yes. my life is, I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm the world's worst human. Yeah. Shit the couch. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my take so on, my, is that's Duff, my take on Bears Vikings. Duff, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious, have you always put like a, a great uh, summary of all the things we talk about in this podcast? Is that going to be yeah. included in it? Yeah. All right, sure. cool. I, like I don't know it. why it wouldn't. All I right. don't know why it Hey, wouldn't. one other matchup. New England and Buffalo. This is one that they're so excited about in Buffalo. The Bills are 3-0. The Patriots are 3-0. Here come the Patriots to town. Arch, arch nemesis. Uh, Tom Brady, who I think is like, I don't know, like 21-2 all time against uh, some crazy number against against the Bills. So is this the game where the Bills show that they're for real? 
No. I mean, what better chance to do it? No, no, come on. I, I think, hey, I think they're a physical football team. I think their defense is really good in all those things. By the way, the Patriots are one of the best defenses in football right now. Their defense has not given up a touchdown yet. Yeah, they're incredible. They're absolutely like they are absolutely incredible. So with that said, well, how they didn't they give up fourteen points last week? I both didn't see defensive the, both uh, d- scores by the Jets uh, defense. You're kidding me. Brady didn't throw a pick six, nope, did he? No, nope, no, relax, relax. Oh my gosh, God, almost, you were like really worried there. Speaking of oh, speaking geez. of soiling myself, man. I almost soiled myself right there. Man, that poor fox couch there nearly uh, bought I'm, it. I'm telling you what, I was like, what? <laughs> No, Brady, tell me it's not so. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me see. Oh, yeah. He was marvelous once yeah. again. Stidham threw a pick six. Oh, Stidham. Which and led then, to the hey, signing. By Cody. the way, which then they go out and sign a quarterback, right? Yeah, Cody Kessler. Yeah, Cody Kessler. Like, hey, hey, Stidham, you're on notice. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's one thing I love about. Like, I love that's I love that about them. Because they will like, they just will let you know exactly where what they think. So good for them. One other game that uh, stands out real quick: uh, Dallas at New Orleans. Boy, the Cowboys look good. Yeah, they do. Uh, reinforcing. Uh, I went out there before the season. We gave our Super Bowl picks, and I said Cowboys and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And you're like, uh-huh. oh man, I wish I had thought about the Cowboys. They've looked good. The Saints really surprised with how good they looked yeah. last week, uh, playing first time without Drew Brees, do they hold serve at home with the Cowboys coming to the Dome? I, like, that's going to be a tough one. I mean, if Drew Brees was there, I'd say certainly. Uh, you know, you look at the way they beat Seattle, and obviously there was a, a punt return for a touchdown right off the bat. There was a fumble return for a touchdown. So you're up 14, I think it was 14 nothing, and your offense really hadn't done anything. You know, big uh, ups to Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best in the business. It, it just, I mean, they really didn't push the ball down the field with Teddy Bridgewater. It was like, you know, dump off Teddy Bridgewater and Alvin Kamara make four people miss on tackles and, you know, and, and score touchdowns. So, um, I, you know, they were really physical on defense. They they dominated a line of scrimmage on defense. Um, uh, it was a Cameron Jordan on the defensive end. I think he's one of the best players in football that probably doesn't get a lot of recognition. He's a complete defensive player. Um, yeah, they they were impressive. I still think the Cowboys are probably without Breeze are a better football team. But that should be a that should be a great matchup. All right, time for our moneymaker picks. Last week was our first week of doing picks, and we both went two and one. All right, so I've got the lead. Uh, <laughs> you had. Dallas covering the 21-and-a-half against Miami. Uh-huh. Ballsy. And the Rams covering the three against Cleveland. Ballsy. Uh, but you had the Patriots covering 22-and-a-half over the Jets. And, uh, and freaking Stidham. Why'd they put Stidham, Stidham in? I Stidham. win without that uh, clown. Yeah, I agree. So you're 2-and-1. I went 2-and-1. I had uh, Indy covering the two barely over Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh gained 6-and-a-half against the 49ers. And then I uh, lost Seattle and New Orleans. I had Seattle winning um, and covering the four. So we both went two and one. This week I get to go first. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Dallas minus uh-huh. the two and a half. Okay. Uh against New Orleans. Okay. I like Denver to get off the mat this week. Wow. Uh, minus three 
Only giving up a field goal at home. Uh-huh. Um, Gardner Minshew and those 15 minutes, tick, 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 tick. They are ticking away. So I'm going to take Denver minus the three against uh, Jacksonville. And I'm going to take Kansas City. Uh, I know that they're they're optimistic in Detroit. You know, first time in a while, big game feel for the Lions. But uh, the Chiefs are just a juggernaut right now. Give me Kansas City minus a six and a half uh, against Detroit. Wow. Wow. I, I mean – that's that's pretty amazing. That is, uh, I think those are pretty decent overall picks, Mike. Why? Thank you, Mark. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, I'm. Uh, you know what? I just don't believe that uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to produce enough offense against that New England Patriot defense. I'll take the Patriots giving up the seven, Mike. Yep. Okay. So I like that. Um, I am going to go. I, I tell you, and, and this this goes back to just my. My overall level of of snark, I guess. Um, I'm the Ravens are are minus seven at home to Cleveland. Oh, I have them six and a half. Okay, you have them six, so six and a half. Good. I'll give I'll, you the. I'll, I'll, give, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll give take you that the Ravens, and and this is mostly just because I'm rooting. Um, I'm rooting against the the Browns, so I'm going to go. I'll take the. I'll give the six and a half, and I'll take. Um, oh, I will. Cool. I will take Baltimore. Right. And then, uh, ultimately, as I'm flipping through here, uh, let's see. You going to pick the shit the couch game? Which one was that? <laughs> Chicago oh. and Minnesota. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I already <laughs> forgot I already forgot about my whole – listen, this is how often I shit my pants. I've already, it's already gone. It's already like – it's already – yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not live on the edge a little bit? Yeah. I am going to go with the Vikings in the shit the pants game. They're uh, they're getting two, right? What yes, do you have? Yes. Getting two? Yes. I'll take the two. Uh, I'll take the two. I'll take the Vikings. All right. We'll take the Vikings with the leaves in the gutter. Yes, the Vikings. And the two points. The Vikings will let – they just need a courtesy wipe. The Bears have to change their underpants. <laughs> I'm taking the Vikings. All right. There you go. All right. For everybody involved, the Sync Truth Podcast, Mike, Scott, thank you guys. We'll talk to you uh, later on in the week.